as a I'm a 22-year-old youth high on crack, and when I'm not sucking loan for a couple of dollars, I like to listen to sick and wrong. <laughs> This is Sick and Wrong, America's number one source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by the Reach Around Foundation. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, D. Simon. Hello, my friends. I'm Lance Wackerly. What's up there, Wackerly? Uh, how was the weekend? Oh, it was pretty mundane. Not even worth mentioning. Not much of uh, Valentine's Day splendor going on? Uh, a reasonable amount, but like I said, nothing to talk about. Nothing to write home about? <laughs> no, it wasn't bad, but... Yeah, well, I no, guess... Nothing story-worthy. I never really looked forward to Valentine's Day. This one, in particular, was kind of annoying. More annoying than the usual. And I thought this Valentine's Day was going to be one of the best, because it's like the first Valentine's Day in quite a few years that I haven't had a girlfriend... Uh-huh. So I figured, you know, this is awesome. I'm not going to have to go to a crowded restaurant on a Saturday night, wait in the line, you know, to uh, eat dinner, and then, you know, buy my girlfriend some expensive lingerie, and then come home and have, uh, you know, unbridled lovemaking. Yeah, I can see why that would suck. <laughs> well, the lovemaking would have been nice, but... um no, and so, so I was kind of looking forward to this weekend. Did and you buy yourself a glove or a fancy glove or some well, hand I, lotion? I pretty much just, uh, you know, kind of sat in my room alone, put on some Barry Manilow, lit some candles. Your silk sheets. Watch Red Tube. <laughs> no, actually, I ended up DJing a Valentine's Day party. It, you know, I kind of figured this was going to be a worthwhile event because I was being paid for it, which, you know, lately I've been taking these unpaid DJ gigs just for drinks. Uh-huh. Which is pretty which good. Is, it's a pretty is, good deal. Yeah, it balances out because, you know, I get to drink for free all night and get to hang out in a bar. But And you, know, you get to further your DJ career. <laughs> yeah, further my DJ career. Yeah, DJ Crack Fox, uh, I don't know if DJ Crack Fox is really going to go all that far. Uh-huh. You know, you, I'm, I'm you trying to ride to have, that rocket. You seem to have had about five different DJ personas. Yeah, DJ Crack Fox is the new one. Okay. I kind of like that one. It's got a good ring to it. But no, so anyway, a friend of mine was having an anti-Valentine's Day party, and this girl was, I guess, running out the top part of his bar, and one of the DJ, he gave her my name, gave her my information, she contacted me and said she was going to pay me 50 bucks to DJ, like, you know, some old funk and some hip-hop or whatever for this this anti-Valentine's Day party. That's a respectable amount, and you also get the free drinks. And I get free drinks. You can't get too drunk, though. You won't be able to put the records on. No, exactly. No, but, you know, I was trying to, uh, you know, stay the course, um, drink in moderation, up until the end of the night. That's when I start doing shots. Right. But so anyway, this girl shows up, and, I, you know, he he told me, like, he had warned me in advance, because I asked him, I was like, so, are these girls hot? You know, you're thinking... Anti-Valentine's Day party is going to be a bunch of hot single women that have nowhere else to go. Well, if you remember last week, soccer mom called in and, and she said that that's the way it was going to be. Well, you know, it exa- I had my doubts then. Yeah, well, after this event, it kind of confirmed my doubts that I had beforehand. 
You know, any girl who doesn't have a date on Valentine's Day, chances are, if I was a betting man, I bet she's not all that good looking. And there's a reason why she doesn't have a date. Or it could be a hot chick whose pussy is on the pedestal, like way up on the pedestal. And she's not gonna she's not gonna lower herself to your level anyways. I would have preferred a bird like that than the ones I had to deal with on Saturday night. Okay. So th- so this girl that put on this show, I don't even want to say girl, I wanna say forty four year old woman. Okay. And her like fat friends that were just extremely annoying, um, pretty much just were pestering me the entire night. And it, what was annoying about it, so, you know, I... I'm they didn't using, let you just ply your craft as, as a DJ should be left to do? You know, DJ Crack Fox is a skilled DJ. Uh-huh. I've been DJing for quite a few years they're, now. They're backseat DJing, is that what you're saying? You know, it, at first, they were just kind of letting me, like, you know, ply my trade, pick out music myself. You know, I was playing to the crowd. There are a lot of people yeah. there. People you, are enjoying people it. People can make requests, but, you know, it should be but few they, and far between. But they should be requests within reason. This woman had single-handedly the worst taste in music of anyone I've ever met. Uh-huh. She asked me for 70s funk, but yet she wasn't requesting, you know, You Dropped a Bomb on Me by The Gap or a Rick James song. She was requesting How Deep Is Your Love by The Bee Gees. That's not funk. <laughs> That's not funk. She was requesting Air Supply. She was requesting Barry Manilow. She was requesting not funk. Carly Simon. <laughs> And, and she must have requested ABBA like seven times. And so, so what she really liked was easy listening from the 70s. Yes. Easy listening music is what she wanted. Gold, which I you don't spin that. at a bar. It's like you, if you go from playing Super Freak into How Deep Is Your Love, you're going to lose the entire crowd. Yeah. If there's a jukebox at a at a bar you can maybe get away with playing one or two of those yeah but i mean if you're spinning i mean you're a dj spinning music it's like you want to spin something upbeat and And you want continuity like what do you lead into or out of from you know exactly you want a beat match you want to like you know match the beat the tempo and so you know i'm using a serato so i'm using a computer with a vinyl whatever so people can so it beat matches for you is what you're saying (laughs) no no you actually with serato you have to beat match yourself (laughs) i'm not that much of a a, a puss in, right. in terms of DJing. Sure. But no, so anyway, on the computer, you can see the playlist of all the different songs you have in there kind of laid out. Uh-huh. So this woman kept like coming up behind me and saying, oh, you have ABBA. And I was like, uh, no. And I'd scroll down saying, no, that I don't have any ABBA. She's like, I just saw it. And I was like, no, you didn't. Yeah, I did. No, you didn't. I don't have ABBA. She's like, I just saw some ABBA. I was like, no, you didn't. I don't have any fucking ABBA. I'm not going to play ABBA. <laughs> I mean, it got to the point where I was getting kind of upset, but she was paying me, so I kind of thought, you know, I, I need to, like, placate her somewhat. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I played, like, Jive Talking by the Bee Gees, and I played, I don't know, I, I think I ended up playing Dancing Queen or something <laughs> by the end of the night. Uh-huh. You know what you should have done? Just gotten your revenge by, like, launching into a 45... 45- Slayer. <laughs> well, no. 45-minute-long... <laughs> this is what I would have done. 45 minutes of Weird Al... Uh, polka pop medley, <laughs> and then just walked outside and smoked a cigarette. That's what yeah. I should have done. You know, this, you know, there's like three big uh, polka medley. Yeah, they're like, like 15 minutes long, each. 20 minutes long. I should have just queued them up and went outside and just smoked a cigarette. Yeah, here's and some drank. funk. Here's some 70s funk for you. Yeah, have fun there. I, I hope you like polka. No, you know, I was trying to placate her, and I was playing some songs that she liked at first. Right. And then we had that 50 bucks hanging out in front of you. But you know what? Though, to be honest, and this might sound shallow, had she been a hot chick, I probably would have played more of a request this would be a totally different story if she was a hot chick if she was a hot chick oh man this hot chick was friends were hanging all over me at the dj booth dj crack fox picking up then i you know then i would have been you know been a little more eager to play what she wanted to hear but 
No, the situation was not like that at all. So, yeah, I was actually rather annoyed. And then to make matters worse, at the end of the night, guess who left without paying me? Uh, that girl. She totally <laughs> stiffed me. So not only did I have to deal with her outlandish requests and her ugly mug, I didn't even get paid at the end of the night. So, yeah, I was in kind of a pissed off mood. And then, yeah, the, the, the girls that are left at the end of the night on Valentine's Day at the bar, you don't want to shag anyway. So I went and ended up going home by myself. <laughs> score yeah it was a hell of a hell of a valentine's day but the, you know it's funny it's like this week I'm, I'm reading the news and i was just thinking had i been a chimpanzee i could have tore this woman's face off yeah well that's uh you know you're a civilized human being and that that comes with limitations and the t- type of behavior you can but if dj Crackfox had a pet chimpanzee <laughs> he could have tore this woman's face off yeah, because believe me, dude, there were thought murders going on the entire time I was DJing. But what I'm making reference to is, I'm sure you've read, it's all over the news today. In uh, Stamford, Connecticut, the, uh, that uh, woman was, a, was mauled by that chimpanzee. Yeah. Did you hear about I that? I did hear about that. Well, you know what's great about it? I kind of want to talk about it on the show tonight here. But the main reason I want to bring it up is because there's a 911 call. They actually released audio of the 911 call. It's all over the news. Uh. And I don't know if you've actually heard it. And I I know a couple listeners wrote in saying, you got to get this 911 call. I'm all over it. Don't worry. Um, (laughs) it's, It's brilliant. It's brilliant because this woman's like someone's grandma there's someone's nana sitting there like shrieking while her friend's getting her face torn off. Well, that's probably something we got to play on the air, right? Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> how can we not? We have the uh, the nine one one phone call and uh, queued up, ready to go. But a little backstory here for you know maybe some of our foreign listeners that aren't aware of this uh, groundbreaking story. So you know, chimp chimp attacks, monkey attacks, and exotic animal attacks are not something new. They're extraordinary. I mean, the last one we did was the tiger attack. They're not frequent, but that's just because not many people have exotic animals. I mean, but, but... But people that have exotic animals, which it seems like a lot of people in the U.S. have, a, have exotic animals. In some states, like in Connecticut, it's not illegal to have a chimpanzee. That's crazy. You might even be able to have a tiger. But the thing is, if you own an exotic animal like that, you're basically walking the line on that razor blade. I mean, the animal's a ticking time bomb. Well, they're not domesticated. And it doesn't matter how many years a chimpanzee lives with a family, it's still not domesticated. Deep down inside, it's a wild animal that can snap at any time. Yeah. So that's why I have... It's not like you would have a wolf. No, you have a a dog that, you know, for generations upon generations has lived with people and, you know, they've been genetically bred to just be subservient. Well, I just think it's funny that people have misperceptions of chimpanzees from movies. (laughs) <laughs> you know, I mean, seriously, you see this benevolent animal that's been in what, like uh, Cannibal Run? Was there orangutan and what, what was that? Tango and Cash? Uh, yeah, I think so. And there was an orangutan in uh, Any Which Way But Loose. So but people, that's not the same thing as a chimpanzee. But people see chimpanzees and they're like, oh, they're intelligent creatures. They're like little humans. You know, they're monkeys. Dude, the thing is a vicious wild creature. Yeah. And at a drop of a hat... It could just like turn on you and rip your arms off because they're very powerful creatures. And really? so anyway, are they that powerful? Dude, I've read that a chimpanzee. So this this chimpanzee that attacked this woman was two hundred pounds. I've read that a chimpanzee is seven times as powerful as a man. Pound that weighs two hundred pound. pounds. Pound for pound. Seven so, times. Seven t- dude, that thing could rip your arms off. 
that just that's incredible. That doesn't make sense to me. So a little backstory here. This uh, this occurred in uh, Stamford, Connecticut, just a couple of days ago. Travis, a chimpanzee, was a veteran of TV commercials. He was the uh, constant companion of a lonely Connecticut widow, seventy year old woman, who fed him steak, lobster, and ice cream. He could eat at the <laughs> table. He could drink wine from a glass. I didn't know you were supposed to give chimpanzees wine. He could <laughs> use the toilet, which kind of makes him better than most pets. And he could dress and bathe himself. He even well, used cats can use the toilet. Yeah, but I mean, can they dress and bathe themselves? Um, he could also brush his teeth with a water pick. You know, one of those uh, automatic toothbrushes? Sure. Uh, he could log onto a computer to look at photos, and he <laughs> channel surfed TV with a remote control. Wait a minute. Do you think we could get him to update the site for us? Because I hate doing that. <laughs> Actually, he probably would do a better Maybe job than one. you can. Um but no, so, so anyway, th- this animal, obviously, it's like you, you listen to this, it's like, well, he's anthropomorphized here. He's eating lobster, he's eating ice cream, he's dressing himself, he's bathing himself. Doesn't matter. Regardless, he's a vicious creature that can turn on you at any moment. And that's exactly what happened the other day. Uh, on Monday, the animal was uh, agitated. It wouldn't come back in the house. So um, the widow here, now, Sandra Harold. What do you, what Harold, do you think sets a, sets a monkey off? It's not a monkey, by the way. It's an ape, right? Well, people, pe- people who are into chimps always get really irate when you call a chimp a monkey. What's the difference, really? Monkey, I think mon- ape, monkeys same thing. have monkeys have tails, and uh, apes and gorillas and orangutan or chimpanzees, gorillas, orangutans are apes because they don't have a tail. I'm sure there's they're other- still all primates. Though. I'm you sure there's other primates. shit. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure there's other shit, but. Well, you know, I'm still going to call them monkeys because that's how I think of them. I guess uh, various primatologists that are studying the case and have been consulted here said they don't know. They're not sure what exactly precipitated the behavior. The that's woman stupid. did give the animals Xanax, which uh, to, to calm him down. I don't know if it's something that she does. <laughs> What's a recommended dosage for a 200 pound chimpanzee? You, you know, I don't know. I guess uh, she crushed Xanax up in its tea. They said the Xanax could have made it worse. Oh, so it drinks tea? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they also said that uh, it was tea. suffering from Lyme disease. Wow! So maybe uh, the disease agitated. But what happened? Well, it might you? be rabbit or something, right? Yeah, I mean, it was definitely uh, not thinking clearly. I don't think it was channel surfing with a remote control that mm. day. So it was outside. It wouldn't come back in the house. She called her 55 year old friend Sharla to come over and help her out. But as Sharla got out of the car, Travis attacked <laughs> the woman and uh, started ripping her face off. Uh, apparently, Sandra Harold, the 70-year-old widow, frantically stabbed her beloved pet with a butcher knife and pounded him in the head with a shovel to no avail. Nash was in critical condition Tuesday with life-changing, if not life-threatening, injuries to her face and hands. Wow. Life-changing. Yeah. She well, has no face. Yeah. Her dating prospects are no longer very high. Yeah, I don't think um, she's going to be landing a man anytime soon. She's probably going to be at a lot of anti-Valentine's Day parties single in the future. <laughs> yeah, asking me for some Harassing retarded DJ. requests. Yeah. Um, police said they're looking at the possibility of criminal charges. A pet owner can be held criminally responsible if he or she knew or should have known that an animal is a danger to others. Don't people skate out of those charges quite often? I mean, you always hear about people's dogs... Uh, not too often they're chimpanzees, but other, you know, they're animals attacking people. And then there's always sort of just some mea culpa, like, well, you know, well, there's mitigating circumstances like that. Yeah. But I think there's too many. I think if you have an animal and somehow it gets away and attacks somebody, I think you should feel the full brunt of the law. But I think it depends. Like if your pit bull 
you know, eats this child's head off or something, kills this kid, yeah, you're going to be culpable. But if, you know, the kid just got like a bite in the ass or something, it was fine. (laughs) This woman's friend had her whole face ripped off by a wild animal. Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying prosecute to the fullest extent. I'm I'm thinking she's going to be living in her home. She's going to be faceless living in her home. Wow. Uh, Police said that the chimpanzee was agitated earlier, and um, yeah, she had been given him. She had given him the anti-anxiety drug Xanax. Uh, Police said the drug had not been prescribed for the 14-year-old chimp. So I don't know if that. How about a roofie? I mean, Xanax. Oh, just be calm. No, just knock his ass out. Don't you think if you had an animal like a chimp or a tiger or a a gorilla or something, you'd have a tranquilizer gun or a shotgun or something? Yeah, but I'm not. Other than a knife, I'm not a nana though. And a yeah, I guess you're not a seven year old nana. I don't know. So, but you know that that taser. I mean, why not just a taser? Yeah, dude. Seriously, I'd get a shotgun. Just blow that fucker's head off. But what's funny about the 911 call is, uh, you know, you listen to this woman. It's like you, you shouldn't be, you know, uh, experiencing schadenfreude from this. But, you know, dude, it's hard for me to have sympathy for anyone who has a wild animal in their possession. Now, was it more of a pet or was it an income source for her? I mean, did you said it was in advertisements and on TV. Yeah, it was a veteran of TV commercials. And I guess this woman had this chimpanzee for 14 years, ever since it was... A baby chimp. I don't know what they call baby chimps. Um, <laughs> it had been. It had been on uh, Maury Povich. It had been in some Old Navy and Coca Cola commercials. Old Navy. <laughs> yeah, I guess an Old Navy commercial. I'm, I'm not sure. Um, but apparently, I guess with chimpanzees, they're usually their 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 life as a star is rather short. It's truncated by the fact that they become wild and uncontrollable by the age of six. Well, I was going to say, whenever you see a, a chimp in an ad or on a TV show, they don't look like they're 200 pounds. Like they're saying this monkey was 200 pounds. They usually look very small. Did you see the picture of it? It kind of yeah, looked yeah, like Notorious B.I.G. Just kind of chilling there <laughs> I all saw fat. The, there's that picture of it chilling in the corner of its cell, which I can't believe nobody has lolled up yet, you know. Yeah, no, I mean, but if like, you look... Like, sup, bitches, or just chilling, or something like you're that. You're talking right to across, me? Yeah. Right across it, the bottom. I think I might have to do that tonight before oh, I put yeah. a picture it's on the gonna site. It's going to be viral, I'm sure. <laughs> But no, I mean, if you look at that thing, it's a fearsome creature. It's, it's not one of those cute little chimpanzees, you know, playing with Legos or whatever. You well, know, when Sharla came up, when Sharla agreed to come... Two, two things. Uh, this woman called Sharla. That's her friend's name, right? Sharla? Yeah. So was she like... Yeah, I don't really want to come over and help you with your chimp. That's your problem. Or was she just like, oh, yeah, sure, I love the chimp. That's my first question. And my second one is, did she bring, you know, an implement of destruction to, like, defend this thing off? You know, in Sharla and the widow's defense here, I don't think either one of them had anticipated this type of behavior, this type of reaction. So you don't think this chimp has ever... Uh, done anything like this no before. it did not have a history of violence she had taken this chimp without a leash walking it all all throughout town people in stanford all knew this chimp i mean it'd been like uh you know it, she treated it as <laughs> her own child city council once <laughs> lost by a couple of votes but it wore a little monkey suit had a little grinder yeah organ grinder um, organ okay. grinder but no okay. i mean people well he'd had enough this day my friend she had no reason to uh suspect that it was going to jump on her and uh rip her face off it, except that it was a 200 pound chimp i mean that's kind of reason to suspect. It was that. capable of it. But yeah. I mean, dude, it's. I guess if uh, I had called you up and been like, hey, Lance, can you help me get my 200 pound frothing at the mouth chimpanzee that just hopped up on Xanax back into my house? Would you have brought your gun? 
Well, yeah, I was going to say, before I had my gun, I'd be like, fuck your champ. Call the cops, call animal <laughs> control. But now I'd be like, hell yeah. Just come over and blow and, the chimp away? Yeah, it'd be great. That would be kind of cool. So let's get on to this uh, 911 call. It cracks me up. It starts off in the beginning of her frantically kind of screaming. But the best part of, the, of this call is the fact that you can hear the chimpanzee making chimpanzee noises in the background. <laughs> Speaking chimpies. But, I mean, as a 911 operator, I mean, I guess you hear all sorts of things. But once you... I don't know. I think I'd call shenanigans on this one right from the get-go. And I think... If you bear with the call, I think uh, Jorge, the nine one one operator, at first is pretty incredulous. Yeah, as as you know, as expected. But at the same time, she's kind of hysterical and hard to understand. So who knows what's going on in his mind? Hysterical Nana, whose friend is being eaten by a chimp. Nana for nine one one, where's your emergency? I love how the uh, 911 operator is like, okay, so what's wrong with your friend? Even though she, he's hearing monkey noises in the background. <laughs> uh, yeah. I wonder what the neighbors think. Like, there's a freaking 200-pound chimp screaming at the top of its lungs. I imagine it's happening in broad daylight in the middle of the day, right? Yeah, no, I think it happened at like 3 p.m. And they're like looking out the window. They know this old lady that lives next door to them has this chimp, and they're just like, what the fuck? <laughs> There goes the property value. Seriously. It'd be funny if somebody was actually showing their house to, like, prospective buyers. <laughs> uh, this never happens, <laughs> really. This is a complete out of the ordinary. Yeah. Your friend. Oh, please. What's the problem with your friend? I need to know. Forty-one Rock Freeman Road. They're saying someone has a gun trying to kill somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear that? What Jorge said that? What I don't know it? that his name is Jorge. He's just obviously of Hispanic he, he sounds, descent. Yeah, he sounds Hispanic. But what, what did he say there? He said that someone has a gun and he's trying to kill somebody. When in reality, the Nana is telling him to make sure that cops come with guns. I guess she's not clear that cops always have guns so they can shoot the monkey. But did she even tell him yet that it's a monkey? Does yeah, he, a couple I mean, times he even know. He's not registering it, you know. I mean, there's a I lot mean, of there's a lot of information coming in that he's trying to process. How often do you get calls about chimpanzee attacks? Never, I don't. Yeah, think. so not I'm, in Stanford. I, you know, I'm I kind of understand where he's coming from. Hurry up! They're on the way, but I need you to give me more information. Who's doing this? With guns. Who has the guns? They'll bring the guns. You gotta kill this chimp. This brings up an interesting point. If the chimpanzee can use a remote control, do you think it could use a gun? Yeah. I wouldn't give one to it. Would you? No, I definitely not. Would you have a duel like at 17 bases with this thing? First of all, it can't count to 17, so it's just going to shoot you in the back. The law of the jungle. He's asking, like, who has a gun? It's like, you know, the monkey could have a gun. Yeah. I need you to talk to me. I need you to calm down. Why do you need somebody there? Okay. Someone hasn't been taking her meds. 
<laughs> Meanwhile, the thing's screaming in the background. I guess they probably get, 911 probably gets a lot of calls when people have their TV blaring in the background. So you probably hear all kinds of crazy shit. I'm sure they get trained to just focus on what the person's saying and don't get distracted and by background noise. And filter out yeah, the yeah. background noise. But, I mean, think about that. We, we did a show a couple weeks ago about people who prank 911. Right. And to me, this sounds <laughs> like the perfect one. prank. <laughs> Just get some monkey noises. Just get some monkey MP3s noises in the background. My friend's getting attacked by a monkey. Oh my God. Hurry up, please! There's someone on the way. Who's well, going, please? Shoot him! The monkey's beating up on somebody. Shoot him! Okay, okay. I need to know. Who is it? 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 Who is What's going on? What is the monkey doing? Tell me what monkey. He ripped her face off. He's riding a tiny bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> it's juggling. <laughs> it's eating a banana. Okay. Did you just say he ripped her face off? Yeah. You Have you ever had to call nine one one in an emergency? You know, I've never called 911 before. I should not call them before. It wasn't an emergency. It was like, uh, there's some dude beating the shit out of his girlfriend, like, outside by win- apartment window. <laughs> and they're always like, oh, really? <laughs> but I mean, are they always this sedate? Like, this guy's they just have like. They to be. I mean, if they get freaked out, then that's just two freaked out people. But we're, we're like two minutes into it and he's still not really clear what's going on and she's been saying the same thing over and over again my monkey is ripping my friend's face off please come and shoot it and he's still not really clear on what's going on well you know i'm sure he's already called a unit to go check it out Well, yeah he said that they're on their way so they're on their way so he's just trying to talk it through with this lady to give them more information right but at the same time i would still be right, you know, hold her story in suspect. I, I don't know. I guess she is rather hysterical. I, mean, I, I was taking it from her side. I mean, let's say like you're, I don't know, baby uh, fell down a well or something, and you're like, you just got to be exasperating. Like my baby fell down a well. Okay, what what's going on again? My baby fell down a well. You say it like fifteen times. No, what did the well do to your baby? Yeah, your baby's <laughs> doing well. What? Why are you calling nine one one, ma'am? Yeah, yeah, they're having a are cup of tea. <laughs> like, well, what do you think the monkey's doing? Are you there with your friend? This is really an argument for, like, satellite-based laser beams, <laughs> you know, that can immediately uh, neutralize a target from the air. Because the cops, you know, now it's, what, two and a half minutes, three minutes? Well, I mean, this woman... The face is clearly ripped off The face is gone completely. The cops are still on their way. They're packing up their donuts, getting in their car. Well, what I don't understand is, what does this guy think she's doing? He's like, are you there with your friend? It's like, yeah, we're all sitting around playing Connect Four. I mean, what... (laughs) What, what does he think they're doing? The monkey's doing? putting pieces of face in the connect door <laughs> slots, and that's clearly against the rules. He's cheating. <laughs> they're, they're red chips, by the way, at that point. That's what they count for. Are you there with your friend? How fast can you get them here? I guess we're going to find out. I mean, that's the whole point. Can you go help your friend? I can't. He tried to attack me now. 
Well, you're not going to give her mouth to mouth. Her face is a bloody pulp. <laughs> This brings up an interesting point. When attacked by an animal like a chimpanzee that can rip your face off, do you play dead? Or what do you do? Do you roll up into a ball? I'm assuming her friend is an old lady. Maybe you mentioned her age. She's, I think maybe this lady she's mentioned her, her 50s, age. She's in her 50s. I mean, you're not going to fight the 200-pound chimp. Uh, so I think, yeah, you go fetal. Try and cover your face. Put your face towards the ground. I would say maybe cover the face, yeah. Well, you know, I read that uh, chimpanzees, I mean, they're ferocious creatures, but when they fight, like when they, they're, they're really aggressive. I mean, they get down to business. They're there to kill. And what they do is they rip the face off, pull off the hands and the feet, and then go for the genitals. This is what chimps do to other primates. The chimps the do to other chimps. I remember the, a couple jungle. years ago, or maybe longer, uh, a lot of the vegan, vegetarian crowd, PETA crowd, got angry because some researcher witnessed uh, in the Amazon or whatever. I don't even know where chimps live, obviously. They live in Africa. Africa. The Congo. Um, they witnessed these things going up to, like, smaller uh, primates and, like, stealing their babies and eating them, which proved that, you know, like, our, our biological ancestors were, in fact, omnivorous. So what, were the vegans all up in arms? Because yeah, because they'd like, always no, claim that, like, well, yeah, chimps, you know, they eat leaves and stuff and maybe some grubs here and there, but... Uh, it was proved that they actually do eat meat. Well, I think that's kind of funny. It's just like you peace-loving fucking hippie. Go try to feed that chimp a carrot. Let's see what happens. <laughs> you know, you know, it's I wind re- up up your ass. I read a study happen. though that uh, chimps are chimpanzees are mostly vegetarian. Well, mostly, yeah. but they will also hunt and kill other animals for food. Young male chimpanzees in Africa have been known to fashion crude weapons and use them to hunt other monkeys for meat. Wow! Although attacks on human are rare, they do happen. And uh, usually, as in evident by uh, this call here, the uh, end result is catastrophic. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever seen Planet of the Apes, but we got to keep those fuckers down because if you don't, the tables are going to turn. Dude, if the thing's already surfing the internet for photos <laughs> and using a water pick toothbrush, yeah. next thing you know, it's going to be having its own army. Wait, wait, I revolt. mean, how, if it's on the internet, how long is it going to be before it finds some Planet of the Apes clips on YouTube and starts getting ideas? And it's going to be like, I'm Dr. Zayas. <laughs> exactly. No, you got to be wary of that. you got to yeah, be on your toes totally. around these chimps. It's they have all... thumbs for toes. You knew that, right? Okay. Well, you got to be on your thumbs. <laughs> That's with why these they're, they have advantage over us already. They can pick shit up with their feet. Dude, it's not all monkey business with them. It is, actually. Okay. <laughs> Ape business. No, no, I can't. She's dead. She's dead. Why, why are you saying that she's dead? She's dead. He ripped her apart. He ripped her apart. She's dead. She's dead. He ripped her apart. Grandmas tend to overreact when they see their friend's completely bloody face lying unconscious on the ground. They always think immediate death. But. You think she had one of those, like, fallen and I can't get up things? A life alert bracelet. <laughs> life alert bracelet. Please hurry. They're on their way. Ma'am, I need you to come down, okay? I don't want you fainting, okay? Okay, they're on their way. They just stopped to go get a 12-pack of donuts. It's, it's no problem. They're going to be there soon, okay? Do you want a glaze or do you want one with sprinkles? He's hyperventilating.
I need you to breathe for me, okay? So the monkey's not making any noise anymore. What do you think it's doing? Well, that's what I was wondering. It's He's asking her where she is. And I think at one point she locks herself in her car and she's watching it. So is the monkey just kind of sitting on her friend, you know, peeling off the remaining pieces of her face? Or do Picking you think- nits out of her hair? Yeah, or, or I don't know. I mean, is he dipping his little monkey balls in her mouth? I don't, what, what is the monkey doing? I don't know. I wish there was video. <laughs> I yeah. wish there was some surly preteens from across the street. Some malcontents. Yeah, that just, her, maybe there is. Maybe the video just hasn't come out yet. Yeah, I'm surprised in this day and age that this grandmother, well, she's a grandmother. She's probably too old to make a video. But I mean, would you, I mean seriously, dude, if she you can't were... can't even program her VCR. You know, if you were like getting attacked by my monkey, I totally would call 911 for sure. But yeah, I would be videotaping it. It's YouTube material. Yeah, YouTube all over it. I'd put it on the Sick and Wrong homepage. It's, at this point, I should mention, this this grandma's sounding so pathetic, I'm starting to feel sympathy for her, which I, I hate about myself. Dude, she has a wild animal that can kill I know, people. I know, but listen to how distraught she is. It's, just, okay. it's ridiculous. I think she's dead. Oh, my God, you ripped apart. Please, God, hurry. Please, please listen to me. Okay. Dude, I'd hate to be her depends right now. How soon? Where are they? They're, they're on the way. I have a lot of units going your way. Wearing, as as I wouldn't be, and there would be just as much shit. <laughs> it would probably be a mess. Where's the monkey now? He's still with your friend? No, he wants to check me. He's outside. He's outside? Listen to me. Yeah. That'd be a good ringtone. Yes. They're both So she screams at him for a while to uh, hurry up. But what's the point at which um, you can actually hear the cops come and then they... I think you can hear the shots when they they just... I don't even think the cops... The cops showed up and they're like, okay, chimpanzee eating an old lady's face. Yeah, I'm not going to try to reason with it. Let's just shoot the thing. Are you saying you want me to fast forward because you're sick of listening to a hysterical grandma? Let me Dude, try here. A hysterical Nana just keeps crying and about about this this chimpanzee attack here for a long time. Same thing. Listen to me. Listen to me. Oh. I don't you know, know if this of... is it, but let me try this section and then we'll try another. If this isn't it, hang on. Sandra, stay in your car. Shut up. Sandra, I need you to stay in your car. Sandra, you still there with me? Probably will, too. Please tell him to shoot him. Please. 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 Sandra, I already told him. Just stay with me on the phone. Stay in the car, okay? Loving mother. 
Well, you know what though? It goes on and on. People it's like can a, find it. It's online. like a twenty-three, yeah, twenty-three minute phone call. I think we played the germane points, but uh, you, you kind of get the idea there. But yeah, what's hysterical interesting? Grandma <laughs> monkey ripping her friend's face. Hysterical off. Nana calling the, and trying to reason with the, um, I don't know, the kind of eerily calm. 911 operator. Well, they got to be there. Tra- I think they're probably on beta blockers. But I think this illustrates my point. Chimpanzees are vicious creatures, dude. You could stab the thing. You could whack it over the head with a shovel. It's still going to come over, rip the doors off your car, and then tear your face off. I How many shots do you think it took to fell that thing? It's, they said they shot heard, like nine I heard times. three when I listened to it before. Yeah, maybe, maybe there are more. But uh, I, I got to believe if you had like a Louisville Slugger baseball bat. You think you could walk up to a raving mad chimpanzee, whack it one time in the head with a baseball bat? No, no, well, who are you, Barry fucking Bonds? First of all, I'm saying I don't walk up to it. It's coming at me. And why do I only okay, get... Okay, so a full charge from a chimpanzee. Why, why do I only get one swing? The wackerly slugger. Why do I only get one swing? Because it's going to tackle you and rip your face off. It's going to get in close. It's going to pull your leverage. arms off and then your genitalia gone. Yeah, I don't think any of uh, that Oxbow guy, what was his name? Eugene. I don't think any of Eugene's techniques work against a chimp. Yeah, I don't think you can kick it in his chimp nuts. I, I don't know if that would work. <laughs> it's just tiny. But all thing. I'm chimp saying, genitalia. it's like it's 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 a vicious creature, and you know, I, I, you might recall. I know we've talked about this before, but uh, it was a few years ago. I think it was in 2005. There was that former NASCAR driver who uh, he and his wife visited the chimp. In Southern California, at that animal sanctuary, they yeah, bought a they bought a birthday cake to it, or a cupcake, a, a cupcake, not and a two cup, not a full cake, and two rogue chimps escaped from their pen and just housed this guy, and housed all, him, and also ripped his face off, or no, ripped his dick off. They ripped it ripped his nuts off. They bit his hand off, and they tore his face off. What's with these chimps and and nuts? Why do they like him so much? I don't understand why it's it's. I think it's just part. They're like biologically, they're genetically wired to rip off nuts. Well, they are our ancestors. Have you ever felt the need or urge to rip some dude's nuts off? I, I really, I honestly haven't. You know, but uh, but then again, the instinct is there. If I'm like, you know, a big guy is about to kick my ass, I'll kick him in the nuts and run. Yeah. Okay. You know, I, I don't You're know. If that that's makes a sense. related instinct. Okay. Fine. So, but all I have to say about this, all in all, and I'm hoping that the laws in Connecticut and laws throughout this country are going to change. Yeah, I feel bad um, for the Nana, but uh, you, people, you can't own fucking monkeys or alligators or panthers. Or time bomb. Even rac- I've seen people with raccoons. Who would own a raccoon? Ferrets, even, I'm a little suspicious of. They smell like vagina, number one. And number two, you know, they're going to gnaw through your feet while you sleep. I never, I've never trusted a man who had a ferret. No. I never have. But so Connecticut law right now requires anyone who owns a primate heavier than 50 pounds to obtain a state permit. See, but- now why even put that weight limit on it? Why don't you just say <laughs> any primate? Because maybe it's 49 pounds and then two years later it grows to be 175. How about this? You can't own a primate. Primates belong in the fucking zoo or the jungle. Yeah, I mean. That's, that's my law. Well. I don't know. I don't. I don't know why they don't just. <laughs> I don't pass want to that. say what I was going to say. <laughs> Something about slavery. And... But I guess uh, apparently uh, the, the grand nana here was exempted from the law because she had had the animal before the law was put on the books, and the animal did not appear to present a public safety risk. How about let's start with nobody can own a thing with opposable thumbs. I could see that. Or how about this? And I'm... then we'll move on to reptiles and you know big cats. 
You know, dude, there's a guy when I was growing up who owned an alligator that lived in his basement. <laughs> and I never understood that. He was like, I don't know, I think he had... I think he was probably in his like early 20s when I was in high school. But yeah, his parents let him have an alligator in their basement. Was it a big-ass alligator or some little tiny two-foot-long thing? I think it was like a five-foot alligator. Jesus Christ. I mean, he had had it for a while. What, half where, the basement what, do you, was, what do you do with an alligator? I, I don't know. What do you do with an alligator? What do you do with like, you know, I mean, people that own uh, bobcats or mountain lions. I even, you know, I, I even lions, have things. a problem with people who own snakes. I, like, fuck a snake. Dude, what's a snake going to do for you? Well, I know what people think. I know what guys think. When people, but I'm guys, edgy. And... Yeah, guys think they're going to get laid. They think some girl's going to come over and, and think you're like Marilyn Manson or something, the Dark Lord of the Serpents, and you're going to get some ass. Well, it's not true. No, dude, you own a snake. You're you're a snake dork. You're about as you're you're pretty much on the same level as people who play World of Warcraft. The funny thing is, I'm ninety nine percent positive. There are some of our listeners who own snakes or some type of weird fucked up animals, and I can't wait for the hate mail. This is all I got to say. Dog, cat, maybe guinea pig, maybe guinea pig. And yeah, guinea pigs aren't going to attack anyone. Okay, dog, cat, guinea pig. They just die after like a year. That's and that's do. about it. That's all fish, you really need. I have no problem with fish. Okay, you, you know, I don't like fish that much, but you can own fish. You know, that, that's fine. A fish fine. is like... Uh, having a piece of like a painting it just sits on your shelf and you look at it I mean, yeah but then the assholes i have go a problem st- with people who own paintings too but. <laughs> yeah but then the assholes go one step further and get a piranha you know yeah. what i'm saying oh, it's yeah, just like true, okay true you know true. it's 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 just let's just limit it a dog cat guinea pig are we leaving anything and out? we're not gonna have any problems. I, don't, I don't really like birds either i hate so birds. Fuck birds i hate birds so dog cat guinea pig you're not gonna go wrong no one's gonna get their face torn off enough said People, this is episode 162 here of Sick and Wrong. Quick recap of last week's show. Uh, if you recall, we did uh, we had three really excellent listener submissions. So we did just listener stories last week. Um, J-Rod, the listener, sent in a story about UK home dentistry. Man ripped his own teeth out. Uh, Jason sent in a story about a Hamtramck Mother of the Year. Mom cooked me in the oven like a turkey. And uh, Nicole sent in a story about a one-night stand... That involves some love scratches. Well, uh, listener, uh, listener B here, Jason, listener number two, came in first place with 118 votes. Um, the story about UK home dentistry came in second with 70, and the uh, story about the love scratches came in distant third at 22. So congratulations, Detroit! Jason. People, you know the way Sick and Wrong works. Wackley and I comb the internet for the most disturbing news items of the week, present comb. them here on the show. Audience votes, winner gets a case of beer, throwing a wild card with a listener submission. Uh, which you can send to Sick and Wrong Podcast at hotmail.com or send, uh, submit directly through the forum linked right off at sickandwrongpodcast.com. So, Wankly, I don't know, uh, but we had listener stories last week. So, let me kick off episode 162 okay, go ahead. without my story. This headline sounds like something coming out of like a tabloid like The Sun. Transgender woman exercised husband to death. This happened in Chardon, Ohio. A woman has pled guilty to reckless homicide for exercising her 73-year-old husband to death in a swimming pool. And how old is she? He? Uh, she? she, he? she he's 41 years old. She repeatedly refused to let him leave the water. And dude, oh, look at Hefner. How old's Hefner? He's oh, in his he's 70s, old, isn't he? Old, I think he's in his 80s. 
how many laps do you think Hefner can do? Uh, half. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is he going to wear floaties or like a flotation device? You know, I don't even think this guy was using a Hefner flotation device. Hefner should not device. go near the pool. <laughs> but uh, he did have his uh, transgendered wife, Christine Newton-John, uh, no relation to <laughs> Olivia Newton-John. Christine Newter-John. <laughs> <laughs> Christine Newter-John, uh, 41 years old, was pulling her husband, 73-year-old James Mason, around the pool by his arms and his legs. Uh, the chief said he counted 43 times in which Neuter John prevented her husband from leaving the water, and he rested Wait, on the... was the police chief there? How do they know this? There's a videotape. Oh, Jesus A surveillance Christ. video. And unfortunately, I couldn't get a hold of the video. Hasn't been great. posted to YouTube. Shit. It should be, though. And there should be, like, you spin me right round, baby. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> She prevented her husband from leaving the water, even though he rested his head on the side of the pool several times, gasping for breath. Now, is she in the pool, or is she walking along the edge? I think she's with her lopsided, transgendered body, is walking (laughs) along the edge, just kind of like pulling this old man around. Oh, Christ. Like a rag doll. The video is bone-chilling, said the police chief. The whole case is very sinister. Really. Uh, Mason had a heart attack right after the extended swim session. An officer who had investigated previous complaints that Mason was being abused pursued the case because he suspected there was more to the death. Eventually, Newton-John pled guilty, and she now faces up to five years in prison. Don't, don't call him Newton-John. <laughs> We're going to get a libel suit against us. Newton-John. Uh, you can see the man struggling for his life on the tape, there, but there's no audio, so we couldn't hear what he was saying. That's too bad. Really, he's glug, struggling glug, for his glug. life. We, we couldn't hear him screaming for help and gasping while spitting out water. I am surprised he had a heart attack and didn't drown. You know, what, what I don't understand is why would she exercise this old man that much? He was getting a little pudgy, obviously. But uh, He's old. What can he do? He's, what, 35 or some years older than her? her? Yeah, 32 years older than her. Do you think he knew that she, that she was used a to dude? have a dick? You know, I'm going to get to that point. Mason was a longtime friend of his wife's family. He knew her as, he knew her as John Vallandigham before <laughs> she had gender reassignment surgery in 93 and changed her name in honor of the singer and star of the hit movie version, the musical Grease. Oh, really? I didn't know. Uh, the couple were wed in 2006 in Kentucky, where apparently people can change their gender on their birth certificate. It's the only state that allows you to do that. Uh, it's kind of interesting. So has she had the operation, or is she just saying that he's a woman? No. You said transgender or transsexual? She's or transgender. She's transgender. So I okay, think she, so she's had something done. I think she's had something done. And he knew her when she was a boy. My question is, do you think he waited for her to, or for him to cut off his John Thomas before they got married? Uh, who knows what goes through these guys' heads? <laughs> I, I don't. But I mean, Can't even uh, begin to think about it. Just from your perspective, if you knew your girlfriend had a dick, like while you're dating, would that put a halt on any marriage plans? I mean, would you be like, yeah, I love you, but you had a dick? Uh, are you saying that then I would change my mind once the dick was removed? Let's okay. Let's say you proposed to your girlfriend. Everything was cool. I'd up never until noticed her... the dick before. <laughs> no, no, but she had it. She didn't have a dick at this time. You proposed to her. She didn't have a dick, and then her sister called you up and said, "Hey, 
By the way, a couple of years ago, she had a dick. She had it removed. Oh. Would um, you be shocked by that? Would you? Would it? Would it? Would it deter you from marrying her? I would be shocked. Yes, but it would be shocking to not know. Anyways, I mean, she's a giant Adam's apple. Her hands look like a lumberjack. Uh, what? I, it, you know what? Other, she's shaving every morning. <laughs> well, what would be worse? The fact that she had a dick, or she changed her surname to uh, be one of the characters in uh, in Greece? Do you have a problem with Greece? I never because uh, we can end this podcast right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Wacker. You didn't mean to go there. I know you're a big fan. I am a big fan. I know you're a big fan. One of Travolta's finest? Yeah, it was. It was before Travolta was crazy. Back then, he was just an entertainer. He yeah, was welcome the Scientologist. Back, Cutter. So, on the sick and wrong star scale, you know, dude, this old man didn't need to swim around the pool 43 times. He's an old man. He should be watching Matlock on TV eating TV dinners. Yeah. Why does he even need a wife? He should have been divorced at this point. And the fact that his wife had a dick... And was pulling around the pool. Used to have a dick. Used to have a dick. It's, as, a, as the police chief said, it's bone chilling. I'm going to give this four stars. <laughs> really? I'm feeling generous. I'm, getting, I'm giving it five. You're giving this a five star just because it's weird? Oh, just because of the thought of being dragged around a pool for two By hours. By a tranny? It's sort of horrifying. It's like waterboarding, really. Yeah, I guess he was it's waterboarding. equivalent to waterboarding. Could be an episode from a, or a scene from a John Waters flick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What do you have for episode 162? Um, I have something about a family, well, a couple called the Hassans, um, an Arabic family, Arabic-American, I guess. They lived in Orchard Park, New York. Um, and they both started the Bridges TV station there in 2004 with the, the message of developing understanding between North America and the Middle East and South Asia. So okay, South so Asia is like uh, Pakistan and India. They started their own television network? In the United States to sort of bri- – it's called Bridges TV, and I assume their big idea was to bridge the gap between, you know, Arab and so this Pakistanis wasn't, and, and, and Americans. This wasn't like a satellite branch of Al Jazeera. Well, who knows? I mean, there's <laughs> lots of back, you know, backdoor black dealings in those groups. Um, but one of their, you know, their, and, and it's, uh, you know, explicit that, that their purpose was to sort of, uh, you know, teach North American whites, I guess is wrong <laughs> to say that about, uh, you know, Middle Eastern culture and so how, dispelling stereotypes to help the integration of these people into, you know, the melting pot that is the U S. So what year did they start this network? Was 2000, it after 2004? Yes. After so the after 9-11 tragedy, never forget. But think about it after 9-11, you know, there's that mass hysteria with Muslims. I mean, everyone was like, Oh my God, there's, you know, there's a Muslim guy sitting next to me on the plane. He's going to blow everything up. I'm freaking out. It sounds uh, like, I mean, it might have been, we might have been due yeah, for you know this what? type of station. Don't you also remember a lot of, like, anti-backlash? Like, there was this, like, they're just like us, man. They're just like us. Even President Bush, that was his big message, is, like, that, you know, there's all these uh, Arab Americans uh, that are contributing members of society. They're not nutty. Yeah, but he was wiretapping their phones and shipping them off to Guantanamo. <laughs> That's true. That is true. <laughs> Let's get on with the story, not with the uh, historical retrospective. Uh, Orchard Park Police Chief Andrew Benz said his officers had responded to domestic incidents involving the couple. Most recently, February 6th, so very recently, 
the day that Mo Hassan, which is his nickname, his real name is Muzamil, um, he was served with divorce papers on February 6th uh, and an order of protection by his wife. So his wife had had enough. So Apparently can, he's a bit of a nutcase. So if a wife wants to get a divorce in, let's say, Iran, do they uh, get stoned? Doesn't happen. Yeah, I mean, what happens? Like, does the wife just like, okay, we're going to attach you to the hindquarters of a camel and uh, you're going to be stoned till you're pulled out of the village? I mean, what? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, there's just no concept of divorce. So, uh, I mean, a woman, a woman can't even walk around in a pair of shorts. Right. So well, I, I imagine. <laughs> Jesus, yeah, no, they can't show their <laughs> hair. Or their face, even, yeah. I don't know if the face thing. Well, they is were that going ninja kind of thing. I know the hajib was big in Iraq, but I, I think they just do the hair in Iran. Oh, okay. I think right. they're allowed to show their face. Thank the Lord <laughs> <laughs> for small favors. Um, another uh, cop, uh, well, actually, he's an FBI guy in Buffalo. This town's a suburb of Buffalo, New York. Paul Moscal uh, said that he'd never heard him raise his voice. So this is the token guy who's saying, like, oh, we never knew anything was going on. Um, and he goes on to say that his personal life kind of betrayed what he tried to portray publicly, which was the moderate, nice Muslim man <laughs> that owns this TV so station. He kind of tried to maintain this air of like, you know, I'm a you know devout Muslim man, but I'm a good citizen. I'm moderate. I'm not like, you know, I'm not. I'm not making. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not a terrorist and. He's trying to portray this image, but meanwhile, behind closed doors, he's terrorizing his wife. Yeah. Uh, and actually, apparently, I don't want to desensationalize my story because it's all about sensationalism, but uh, he actually wasn't even like one of the type of guys who prays five times a day. There's, uh, his coworkers said they never saw him pray. Um, so I kind of just think he's a nut job, but it is funny that, uh, so he wasn't a member of the Taliban, right? Yeah. Maybe I shouldn't uh, give away this thing, but on February 12th, Hassan went to police, went to the police station and told officers his wife was dead at the TV studio. Uh, they found her laying in the hallway. The officers were offices were off of Ben said, uh, Asiya Hassan's head was near her body. So he. I mean, my head is near my body right now, but that's not how you would but describe it. it. Your <laughs> head is near your body. But was it attached just, just, to her body? I, not exactly. <laughs> well, not at all. Um, the chief, Ben, says, I don't know if the method of death uh, does mean anything, said the chief, who would not discuss what weapon may have been used to separate the head from the body. We certainly want to investigate anything that has any kind of merit. It's not a normal thing you would see. Well, really, yeah. <laughs> he really isn't. He's being charged. Yeah, I can, can imagine. He's, uh, Hassan, the guy, Mo, is being charged with second-degree murder, which is like, uh, you know, he's like a like domestic violence gone wrong type of charge. Yeah, I'm surprised. I mean, obviously, he must have premeditated. Like, so it was at a TV station. Was he wearing like a black hood and had on those like blah blah blah, 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 blah <laughs> and then like chopped their head off? Like, <laughs> I don't think they were broadcasting. It. Oh, they weren't okay. All Not right. locally, anyways. <laughs> He's like sending it to her family. But this is one of those great stories, right? Because it it tangles around the left-right political arguments because usually the left is all about, you know, acceptance of all the other cultures and, and not, uh, you know, going overboard with trying to demonize people from the Middle East. Exactly, like equality and... But now it's also a, a women's issue, right? So uh, the New York president of the National Organization for Women now, if anybody knows the acronym, uh, Marsha Pappas condemned prosecutors for referring to the death as an apparent case of domestic violence. 
I guess I'm assuming that the National Organization for Women is like people would think of as a left-leaning organization, would you? Yeah, no, exactly. But how could this not be domestic violence? Well, he well, chopped her fucking head off. Well, she's saying that's too weak of a of a characterization. See, she says this was apparently a terroristic version of honor killing. Nadia Sharam, who teaches family law and Islam and Islam at the University of Buffalo Law School, explained honor killing as a practice still accepted among fanatical Muslim men who feel betrayed by their wives. So they're sort of pushing for the more reactionary definition to this to, <laughs> to this story, murder here. Right? So an Okay, so an honor killing. She goes on to explain, if a woman breaks the law which the husband or father has placed for the wife or daughter, not like a federal law or a city law or a state law, just a a law that the husband says, this is the law within this house, honor killing has been justified, says Sharam, within, you know, uh, hardcore fanatical Muslim beliefs. It happens all the time and is practiced in countries such as Pakistan and in India. Um, acquaintances say that Mohassan was not overly religious, like I was saying before, so maybe this is all a red herring. Coworkers did not see him pray, but he seemed to adhere to many traditional practices, like, you know, keeping his woman in line. Yeah, exactly. I was about to say, no back talk in Pakistan. Jesus, dude. <laughs> talk about the hand that you must have there. Yeah. It's like with the yeah. threat of honor killing, it's like, okay, I'm going to respect you. I don't even, do, I don't know. I mean, it seems like. It's too much responsibility. Like, I have enough problems keeping myself in line. I don't need to keep my whole family in line. Yeah, and plus, I mean, honor is so subjective. It's like, you know, what's what's offensive to one person might just be a compliment to another. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, the wife was uh, uh, trained as an architect. Described, uh, She was described as being obedient to her husband. She used to wear, She used to wear a hijab, which I think is just a head thing. But uh, later stopped without an explanation to anybody. Who the fuck does she owe an explanation to? Fuck y'all. This is America. (laughs) Um, Some of his previous violence was he uh, ran his wife's car off the road while the couple's two young children are inside, which seems very uh, crazy. Yeah, I don't see how that's honorable. And Sanders, who used to work for the TV station, she was like the program director or something. Another woman, Sanders, I don't think she's a Muslim, so that's kind of weird. But I guess jobs are hard to find in Orchard Park. Uh, She does not feel it was an honor killing. Uh, She thinks it was domestic abuse that got out of control. Huh, that's interesting. So what do you think, Wackerly? Was this an honor killing? I think it was. I mean, by definition. It takes a lot of, even if it's a crime of passion, it takes a lot of effort, and you know, halfway through it, you have to figure out what you're doing, and you don't stop when you sever your wife's head. You know what I don't understand is how do all these Muslims know about beheading? You think most people, you know, non-Muslim people would like shoot the person or stab the person a couple times, but why do the Muslims always have to decapitate the guy or the woman? I just think it's tradition. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, I wonder where this tradition stems from. It's like. Was Muhammad just some crazy decapitator? I don't know. No wonder the Jews think they're all the sugar out. I don't, I don't know. I'm just saying it's like I said. This story goes both ways because he's described as not being very religious by even Muslims that knew him. But it's just ironic that he started this station to try and you know paper over the differences. Which come on, let's admit. There are big differences yeah, the, that you can't just paper over. And then he goes on to do something that completely, you know, just reinforces the The irony all the shit. is searing. It really is. Yeah. So on the just, si- it's, it's worthy of a Seinfeld episode, <laughs> really. I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> on the Sigurong star scale, 
You know, dude, I think I might have to give this five stars. I mean, this guy, it's a five-star story. He decapitated his wife. It's an honor killing, which is automatically just a heinous act in itself. It's suspected as being an honor killing, but I'm only going to give it a four and a half because because of the mid. I mean, if he if he seriously dressed up with a turban <laughs> and did like broadcast no, it to Al like Al The, uh, the sheets over their face. It's like, I've been yeah. doing it. Yeah, the whole Durka Durka yeah. thing. Durka Durka, Durka five, chop. But I'm only going to give it a four and a half. All but, right. We'll and, see. and I would have given it a four, except for the irony bumped it up a half a point. We'll, we'll see what the listening audience has to say about this one. Well, so the uh, listener submission this week for episode 162 um, is a story that uh, actually occurred in New York. On the New York City highways, those complex labyrinthine highways. <laughs> have you driven those before? Yeah, I have, actually. You know, I've, I've gone over the George Washington Bridge and driven up to the Hamptons. I've driven to New York City from Detroit one time and I'll never do it again. I'll never drive there again. I did the same thing? Yeah, it was, um, I don't know, it was harrowing the whole time. But this never happened to me. Did you go through the Lincoln Tunnel? Yeah, I think actually I did. I I went through the Lincoln Tunnel and then um, I was trying to park downtown in Manhattan. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, you, fun. <laughs> you you can't park there. I mean, seriously, every I had sign... a full size station wagon at the time. I had to park that. God, you must look real cool pulling New York City station wagon. Oh, dude, there like was Clark just Griswold. Pot smoke rolling out of the back. <laughs> I was fucking cool, dude. Fuck you. Don't make me behead you, motherfucker. <laughs> Honor killing. God, I've been I would have been decapitated years ago. Well, you're a Jew. I mean, you just get you know get it automatically. Automatically. A van traveled nearly an hour over busy New York City roads before its driver discovered the horrific cargo it had dragged for nearly 20 miles. The partially scraped away body of a man who was plowed over by an SUV just before he got caught under the van. (laughs) Police said the gruesome episode was accidental and that they have no plans to charge the drivers at this time. You know, you wonder about it. The guy who hit the man... I could see as being culpable of a crime, but if you accidentally just ran some guy over, he's attached to the bottom of your car, dragged him around for 20 miles. Who can fault you there? Exactly. How were you supposed to know? But that did not diminish the shock of seeing a dead man hooked under a van that had just traversed some of the busiest roads in New York City. Police said the driver, Manuel Sanchez, had no idea he hit the victim until the end of his trip. (laughs) Manuel? Manuel. 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 <laughs> Manuel. <Okay. Yeah>. Manuel. <laughs> Manuel. Um, he had no idea he hit the victim until the end of his trip when a bystander told him something was dragging under his van. You know, I'm kind of surprised anyone in New York noticed. You ever <laughs> notice that, dude? You can have a homeless guy masturbating on his own feces well, and yeah. people just keep walking. It's kind of like, I mean, San Francisco, some people are like, oh my God, let me give you some money. I don't want you to like masturbate on your feces. Well, don't confuse not Here's a no- blanket. Don't not confuse not noticing with ignoring. Dude, people in New York are completely indifferent. They're yeah, so that's ignore- self-absorbed that's ignoring. wrapped up in their own lives. Well, it's- that's ignoring. I mean, they notice, but they ignore. Well, that's why I'm surprised. It's hard to ignore a, a giant red stripe <laughs> going behind a van for 20 miles. I don't know. I'm just surprised any, you know, passersby in New York City would even take the time to be like, hey, there's a dead guy attached to that van. Ah, I got to catch the subway, you know. Some some fresh off the boat, fresh off the train from Kansas kid was like, hey, mister. Hey, mister. There's a body <laughs> under your car. Did you know that? Investigators are working to identify the body, which was largely intact but horribly battered. The man's heels were worn off. 
His clothes and several layers of skin on his legs and his buttocks were completely worn off. The back of his head was worn through to the scalp. Do I imagine there are pieces of his gap khakis like all the way down Lincoln Avenue or Broadway? <laughs> so wait a minute. I mean, I'm assuming this is some crackhead, not some gap khaki wearing guy. What's going on? The reason I think he's a gap khaki yuppie guy is because they found a business card, a Western Union receipt, and a broken iPhone in the man's pockets. <laughs> he must have been a yuppie. Did he get? Did this happen at night? I mean, did he get hit? Stumbling home from the bar, drunk, or what? They say the first hit was around 6.15 a.m. in the Corona section of Queens by the driver of a black Ford Expedition, well, yuppies Gustavo don't, Acosta. Yuppies don't live in Queens, do they? Yeah, you know, he's probably one of those young They're slowly hipsters. slowly gentrifying it. They're gentrifying that area. How do they but even you know, know who the, the SUV driver was? Because he called 911 oh. after he hit the guy. I mean, this oh, guy okay. obviously was conscientious. It's right. not like he did this. But when police arrived, the victim was gone. It had been dragged away by uh, Manuel with his van. Manuel. Um... <laughs> it's Manuel, trust me. <laughs> Dude, it's Manuel. I know how it's spelled. But Have it's you ever been to Manuel. Spain? I've been to Spain. I've met a guy named Manuel. Checkmate. <laughs> you pronounce it how you want it. Manuel here. <laughs> I was about two vehicles behind. Said he had noticed cars swerving but didn't see the initial accident and assumed drivers were simply avoiding a pothole. I mean, if you ask me, dude. So he, he thought he hit, the, when he hit the body, he thought he hit the pothole. Yeah, he just thought there's a pothole. So All he right, drove over the him. victim who was facing up, and the man's chest was hooked by a steel plate under the van known as a skid plate. <laughs> um, it's not clear if the victim was alive at that point. Oh, let's assume he was. <laughs> Sanchez then drove, this almost has the makings of like, I don't know, like a National Lampoon's movie or something. Really? Don't you see hijinks? <laughs> seem madcap to you? It seems kind of madcap. When does it go from... How much of his skull has to be worn away before it goes from uh, Mash Lampoon's to Saw 6? Until <laughs> Saw 6? Um, I don't know. Just it, dude, A couple they're, millimeters? Dude, they're, 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 just separated by, they're separated by a thin thread here. <laughs> uh, Sanchez drove on the ground. Could you see Kramer driving a van with a guy a body trapped underneath it and not having any idea? Giddy up. <laughs> Sanchez drove on the Grand Central Parkway, the Van Wyck Expressway, Wick Expressway, Van Wyck, yeah. and the Belt Parkway, winding down from Queens to Brooklyn and ending up in Brighton Beach, where he works as delivery man. On the residential streets at a slower speed, he suspecting, suspected something was wrong with his engine. He stopped, opened up the hood, checked the oil, but did not look under the car. Oh, so he smelled something. Nasty. He thought something was awry, but then he got back in, drove a few more blocks before a pedestrian flagged him down said, and said something was dragging under his 98 Chevy van. He got out of his car, looked underneath, discovered the body, and then he called 911. But, I mean, at that point, when you have, like, you know, remnants of a corpse on the bottom of your van, what do you say? Like, Lo siento, senor. You know, it's just like, I'm sorry, man. I had no idea. There's a body trapped in my and I had to make my deliveries. Yeah, that's what you say. I, I accolades to New Yorkers. I mean, they, first of all, the guy who hit him originally called the cops. Yeah. And this guy called the cops once he found out. I, uh, you know, but, I mean, they're, at breaking that point, the mold, they're breaking the mold of the, the typical stereotype. I guess stereotype means typical, right? But you know, of if a you, New Yorker. Yeah, if you ask me. How many times, and this might affect my scoring of this story, how many times have you been driving down the street and you saw some yuppie talking on his iPhone 
and you just wanted to like swerve off to the right and just nail him. I mean, dude, it, it if I was a chimp, I would do it. But you know, I'm a <laughs> I would man. Just rip I have the to face have, off. I have to deal with the consequences, which is why. Uh, I don't I know. Don't. I mean, it's it's. You know, I it, my heart doesn't bleed for uh, Yuppie with his iPhone that gets uh, dragged around, but uh, I, I guess it does kind of. No, does, no one does deserves he, cause that. Because complaining about Yuppie is just date you. It's like some like I don't know. Uh, 19, Nirvana listening, 1993, anti dot I think late 80s stand up comic. I, I, I don't know. Yuppies. Who complains about yuppies? yuppies? Okay, but no, I'm talking some douchebag with an iPhone. How no, many? The new complaint is hipster. Hipster. That's what we hate nowadays. That's the cool thing to hate. Hipsters with iPhones. All right, their let's say stupid this guy... tight jeans and their white belts and fucking trucker hats and Keith Richards haircut, you motherfuckers. Exactly. That dude. Lives in Queens because it's being gentrified. He moved into Queens because he's edgy. Walking around with his new iPhone. Gets the Dockers a car. throw you off, though. I don't think hipsters wear Dockers. Yeah, maybe not. It's more my stuff. <laughs> so on the Sicky Frog star scale, dude is dragged for 20 miles. But then again, both guys called 911. I'm going to give this four stars. Yeah, I'm going to give it four stars. People, you can vote for your favorite story for episode 162. Go to SickyFrogPodcast.com. You can decide the winner. Ring, 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 banana phone. Ring, 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 banana phone. It's uh, a 206-666-3846. Call the sick and wrong hotline. Ring, 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 banana phone. Are you drunk? Are you horny? Call the sick and wrong hotline. Ring, 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 ring. Banana phone. Ring, 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 ring. Banana phone. Well, actually, we're nearing the end of the show here. Yeah. And as usual, we tend to get two phone calls to the sick and wrong hotline, 206-666-3846, and emails to sickandwrongpodcast at hotmail.com. So I know we received a number of calls from... The UK, because we were talking about their health care last week. So well, let's play this call number one. Yo, second wrong. I just wanted to say how it fucking works. This is the uh, England fucking bath guy. Sat in the bath, nice warm bath. He's in the bath. This is how it works. <laughs> this is England bath guy. Yeah, he's in the bath. He's in the bath. I had no idea the English even bathed. Now, is he a bathist? From Iraq? Yeah. <laughs> the same thing. They English like bath guy. Getting your teeth fixed, you fucking ugly, disgusting, crooked-ass teeth, yellow-ass teeth with fucking manky shit grain between them, dirty, dirty mold, all kinds of mold God, grain between them. Dennis in the UK. Well, you know, you get free healthcare here, but... You have to fucking wait in a queue. British, we fucking British. We fucking love queuing, man. We absolutely fucking love queuing. And if we can Is that sarcasm or do they really love it? For it, and get it for free, I think they love it. Then pay for it and not queue. So what we do is we queue for fucking ages in some kind of weird fucking queuing system that we've got. And, uh,. That's fucking absolutely awesome. It's good for us. 
So instead of paying for it, we just sit in a long fucking queue for literally for years, try and get a kidney replaced on the NHS. Yeah, literal fucking years of waiting. Couple of years waiting, maybe you'll get a refurbished kidney on the NHS. That'd be nice. Uh, He's still waiting. Yeah, well, there you go. That's how we roll. I've called like four numbers tonight, guessing the drunk doll hotline. It's very hard. Because he's in the bath and he can't go to his computer and see what the actual number is. Dude, I, I picture some snaggletooth Englishman just sitting there with like, I don't know, a pint of Stella in his hand and his thinking dirty like a ca- bath water. can of Boddington's. <laughs> a can of Boddington's. That's what I would be doing. My favorite part about this call is you can hear the bath water splashing about. <laughs> in the background. <laughs> but I picture one of those old Victorian baths with the legs. The claw feet. The claw feet, yeah, the claw feet. I have one of those in my apartment, and I live in Oakland. Do you ever just sit there with a pint of Boddington's and start calling podcasts? I don't call podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard to uh, get the right number when you're pissed. So, peace out, sleazy, you fucking rule. Shout out to his fellow countrymen. Yeah. I wish you could drink as much as we could. Please, he knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> See you later, motherfuckers. <laughs> That's just Bart the two British bastard out. Is he drowning there? Was he drowning? <laughs> no, he's still talking. <laughs> so he's saying that with the NHS... You do get your teeth fixed for free, but you have to wait for like two years to do it. For ages. For ages. You have to queue for ages. But apparently they like to do that over there. I hate to stand in line. Yeah, so I imagine if you're like, you know, Jude Law or something, you don't have to queue for ages to get your teeth no, fixed. you just get right to the front. But, you're, you know, your everyday Englishman is happy to do it. Yeah, exactly. I think this, this cock, is this guy Cockney, you think? No, I don't get the Cockney impression. He's a. Uh, I think he kind of. I don't know. I was. I was. He's, hoping- upper, he's an upper class bathist. <laughs> bath. Bath. File, oh, I wonder if he's a Londoner. You know, I was kind of hoping like some guy would call in sounding like the Hitcher, and like, oh, let me. I'm pissed right now. Let me tell you about my teeth. <laughs> You're talking about the guy from the Mighty Boosh. The, the Mighty Boosh, guy? the Hitcher. Is that what he's With called? his Cockney piss. Yeah, I don't know. But no, it's very enlightening. Thank you, English bath guy. And uh, yeah, you know, I, I think we've learned a lot about British healthcare. So this next caller, this guy called like five or six times. And uh, he's left us quite a few choice calls. And I'm hoping he keeps calling again. He's a sick and wrong working class hero by definition. He's a he tow- doesn't proclaim himself that, though. But he is, he though. Just is. He's a tow truck driver in L.A., and believe me, this guy has seen his fair share of sick and wrong shit. I think he works for, like, the police department or something. So he's calling here. Towing cars from accidents and horrific uh, yeah, and conflagrations. Like, yeah, like uh, various accidents, gruesome scenes. And so he's calling us here from a, um, I, I think, in, uh, like, Sunset. La Brea or something? Let's play the call. Let's listen to it. Uh, Dean Lance, Rusty Nails from Long Beach. It's a good truck driver. Yeah, my tow truck, raining. 
I'm on the corner of Sunset and La Brea, West Hollywood. Uh, is this anything like the Tenderloin? There are a few trannies running around, but not too many because, like I said, it's freaking raining. Yeah, their hair gets ruined. That's my question for you. Is this like the Tenderloin in West Hollywood and L.A. area? Bye. <laughs> So he calls back. West and Hollywood isn't really like the Tenderloin. Not at all, actually. So he calls back and clarifies his question. I may have asked that question incorrectly. I'm thinking this would be more like the Castro, West Hollywood. Correct. I'm thinking yeah. uh, the Tenderloin, probably more like downtown LA, with probably off of Adams. Yeah. I don't know if you've been there. I know Lance has. Yeah. Yep. I'm up to episode 123 now, and I've heard some disturbing voice messages on your show. Hope it don't get a lot of weird fucks like on a distorted view. That guy's uh, kind of sick. If you want to listen to cum farts and shit like that. I checked out his show. I didn't like it. But your show, you guys are doing pretty good. Thanks. Anyways, have fun. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, thank you, Rusty Nails, for that. You know, I've listened to Distorted View. Does he make cum farts on that show? I don't know if I've heard that. Himself, or does he play the... Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know it, it's, it's been a while. I haven't listened to it for a bit, but I don't know. I've always kind of liked that show. So Rusty Nails is asking if uh, Sunset La Brea, West Hollywood, is like the loin. But then he came back and he clarified his statement. Actually... West Hollywood's more like the Castro. Isn't yeah. that like the gay area it's the of gay LA? area of LA, exactly. But, but if you go to downtown LA, there's like, what, what's that one like Skid Row area where it's just like there's tents and like shanties where all the homeless people live? I could drive there, but I couldn't tell you like what the streets are. I know exactly where it is. But there's like this one section of downtown LA, and that's the thing. That's, that's the amazing thing about LA. It's like, it's so spread out. It's like the spread out suburb. But downtown is its own entity. Yeah. I mean, it's and, and that's pretty much what the Tenderloin looks like. Yeah. That's Home, the closest comparison. And junkies and homeless people. Except, I guess, in L.A., you probably have more Mexicans. Maybe that's the difference. Yeah. Or, yeah. East L.A. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> I don't know. But Rusty Nails, uh, thanks for calling in. And we look forward to... Uh, I want to hear some tow truck stories. I want to hear some tow truck stories, too. You know, he did call in and uh, left a couple other messages we might play uh, next week. I or think we should, yeah. I might even post a, a couple in the forum. But yeah, he's this, this guy has uh, witnessed the aftermath of many horrific crime scenes. So uh, we look forward to hearing from Rusty Nails in the future. People call the Sick and Wrong Hotline, 206-666-3846. Always like to hear what you have to say. Uh, well, actually, we got a couple emails to the Sick and Wrong Podcast at Hotmail.com address. One, one comes from Stuart here in uh, Boston, UK. He says, hey, guys, just listened to show 161. Thought I would enlighten you on the shithole of the UK health service. Most people that work pay... Most people that work pay for the NHS through their taxes. Uh-huh. The scratters or chavs are the lazy assholes who don't pay taxes. Mexicans, I think you call them. <laughs> they get their drugs free. They can see a doctor for free. But those that have to work pay for their drugs. So apparently if you have a job, you do have to pay for your health care or at least have to pay for your prescription drugs. Which is, which is exactly how it will be in the United States if we get universal health care, which, which once again, I, I'm pretty much a proponent of, but 
it's not like it's going to be free. I mean, everybody's going to pay a little more tax. That that works and pays taxes, which well, is just, exactly what he's saying. Dude, wait till the stimulus bill starts being put into oh, yeah, effect here. Wait. You know, get billions. Like I, I'm just wondering where all these billions are coming from. That's what I'm wondering. Uh, I don't know. They have a printing press China? that dollars come out of. <laughs> yeah. Operations in hospitals are free unless you don't want to wait. Uh, then you can go pay to be uh, to see a private doctor. NHS dentists are rare, as they get so little money from the government. NHS patients get about five minutes a trip, and private about forty minutes. But then again, those with shitty teeth are NHS chain smoking inbred chavs anyway. So fuck them. <laughs> By the way, some kid in the UK has become a dad, age thirteen. His girlfriend's fifteen, and neither of them or the baby are retarded. You know, I beg to differ. Do you see the picture? Of those two? Well, first of all, the kid is 13. The guy, the boy, whatever you want to call him, is 13. But he looks like he's about 8. He's kind of like a stunted creature. And that girlfriend looks like Gollum. I don't even know where the fuck she came from. She's ginger. She's pasty. Uh, well... Thank here, God she didn't smile. Here's the thing. I lost my Did lunch. you hear that the, 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 the boy was going to... He's going to get a paternity test? Okay, they think she was like... Uh, what, she's the... Sixth grade cum dumpster. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I think maybe this kid's being railroaded. He doesn't even know whether he's the father. I mean, I don't think that this kid was the only I didn't even boy know, that she was fucking. I didn't in, even know your sperm were active at age 13. Well, uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I think it varies from person to person. <laughs> well, thank you, Stuart, for enlightening us. We got another email from uh, Greg here. He says, hey, where can I find episodes 114 through 145? The archives only go up to 113, and the main page starts at 146. If you don't email back, at least answer this on your fucking show. <laughs> you know, Wacker, that's a good question. Where can people find episodes 114 through 145, Mr. Webmaster? Well, I think I've mentioned in the past that I usually update the website while I'm drunk because I do it after the show where there's a lot of drinking going on, and... Uh... Uh, one day I accidentally deleted a bunch of the archives. <laughs> but people, you can you can go to iTunes and get every episode ever. Yeah, we're completely archived on iTunes. Um, I, I need to do a lot of website maintenance like this weekend because the website is it, it's really horrible right it's now. It's going to take some hours. I mean, dude, I was trying to scroll through some of the recent episodes and it took me about a half hour to the get to the bottom of like the page. The page is like two miles long yeah, because it's... I haven't moved the normal episode, the front page episodes to the archives and like like this guy points out i d- accidentally deleted a bunch of the shows from the archive page it's so people it's a cluster fuck i think is the proper word you know people maybe in the near future when wackerly has a moment of sobriety he might actually near future <laughs> someday in the future someday you know um we can all hope and pray wackerly will update the archives but really i mean can i can i emphasize this strongly that the best way to get the old shows is to go to iTunes. I know tons of people hate iTunes, but it helps us because if you subscribe, subscribe to the show it you know, yeah, moves it us up in popularity, it makes us more visible, but I'll fix it one of these days, like hopefully this weekend. Yeah, I think iTunes is a little more reliable than Wackerly. <laughs> really? You <laughs> think Steve, you put Steve Jobs above me? Is that, is that what this has come to? I don't know. <laughs> Take it as you will. Uh, Greg writes on, did you guys ever get to see Bad Boy Bubby? I got some new software and was finally able to rip and burn it. Surprisingly, it was one of the few movies I've never had trouble copying. I have about 600. 
Looks like the Aussies got one thing right. DVD copy protection. Let me know if I should send a copy or two. You know, Greg, actually send us a copy of Bad Boy Bobby. I, I haven't still haven't seen, seen yet, the movie no. yet. And we've heard so much about it. And uh, yeah, hopefully you'll get to hear those archives or, or just go sign up for iTunes. People, if you haven't already, go check out the Sick and Wrong Forum. It's like over 1,300 people on there. A lot of new. Uh, but I've noticed there's a lot of new people. Yeah, can I? I've been remiss though about something. An old, not old, not that she's old, but uh, a longtime poster, Ams. Uh, she posts all the time. She's never mentioned this, but Ams has a podcast. Ams has a podcast that is rather good. It's called the Killer Spoons podcast, and I'm sure if you just Google it, you could find it. But I'll, I'll try and the put Killer up Spoons. Uh, she does a web comic called The Killer Spoons, and her and her co-writer of that uh, web comic also do a podcast, which. I have to say, is the only podcast I actually listen to. <laughs> really, Killer Spoons? It's very entertaining. They got a you know good uh, back and forth between each other. They're both gay. She's a lesbian. He's a, a, a gay. <laughs> and they have a good rapport. <laughs> yeah, and they have really fucked up shit to talk about. And you know, it's short. You can listen to it. Usually, they're like between a half hour and an hour. And uh, I don't know. It's great, dude. It's let's definitely stuff. put a link up for it. The I'll Killer Spoons up. podcast. All and- I'm saying is, if I forget to put a link. You could just Google, Dude, Google Killer Search Spoons podcast and find it. It's great. Oh yeah, you know I love Am's. Uh, I love Am's comics. So I imagine her podcast must be good too. I'll have to check it out. Oh uh, yeah, so people go check out the Sick Wrong Forum, SickWrongPodcast.com. You can just access it right there. Uh, you know, I also want to congratulate Redfield for winning the Photoshop competition, and nice I job. sent Redfield and BK their prizes this week. So I don't know. I sent it. Through the U.S. mail, so you'll probably get it in about a month. It's on a steamship yeah, crossing the Atlantic <laughs> right now. Uh, but uh, Redfield wrote in, hey, guys, I was going to leave a message on Skype, but my mic dropped into my glass of vodka about four <laughs> minutes ago and no longer works. I just wanted to say thanks to everyone for voting for my Photoshop picks to win. Couldn't have done it without any of you and the inspiration your show has given me. Thanks a lot, Redfield. <laughs> Feel free to read this out on the next show, but not this part, of course, or that. <laughs> It's like, congratulations, Redfield. It's like his Oscar acceptance speech here. Yeah. At least he's not crying. Yeah. Uh, people, thank you for subscribing on iTunes and uh, leaving us all those flattering comments. We need as many as you can give us. And uh, yeah, it's actually been really helping out the show. Um, also, I mailed about eight t-shirts this, this past week. Got wow. a lot of people it's ordering t-shirts. So thank you, everybody, for ordering t-shirts. We're going to sell out soon. These are limited edition. Let's keep that in mind. We appreciate your supporting the show and wearing a t-shirt. So order one right up, up at the store on the main page, com. Just click on store and, uh, yeah, order yourself a t-shirt. I know uh, Valentine's Day is gone and passed, but it is still Black History Month. So yeah. if you have any black friends that you'd like to I give always them a think gift. a stick and wrong shirt is just a great birthday gift for yeah. your lady. Yeah. You know you're going to score if you give her one of those. Uh, people, the stick and wrong song of the week is brought to you by Ileana. Ileana writes in, hey, hotties, my name's Ileana. I'm from Pennsylvania, and I'm legal. That's good. <laughs> okay. I'm, glad, I'm glad she uh, stated that. Get that out of the way up front. Actually, I'm a couple years past legal. I've been listening to your show for about three months, catching up on all the episodes, and I finally made it. I've got to say, I fell in love with Dee's voice, but for physical attraction, Lance has my vote. Sorry, Dee. I knew there was a good reason to post those pictures. For your, for your next Sick and Wrong song of the week, you should definitely play Pussy by Lords of Acid. It's funny, it's sexy, definitely gets me horny. Keep it sick, keep it wrong. Love ya, Ileana. 
Thanks. Thank Ileana. you, Ileana. And I'm sure Wankerly is uh, flattered by that. Send me some naked pics and I will check off. Yeah, send some naked pics. So we're going to end the show with uh, Pussy. Great song by Lord's Ass. I used to play it at the strip club all the time. People will be back next week with episode 163. Till then, take it sleazy. Good night, my friends.